were back in Minnesota. Minnesota, and they wanted to bump us off the flight. And so they said, well, if you, we bump off, you get a, a, a free uh, airline ticket, round-trip ticket, clear to the Caribbean. So well, he says, okay, we'll get bumped. And so he says, well, we're down there. Why well, might as well get married? Welcome to the Life in Paradise podcast, the show about creating a life you never need a vacation from. You'll gain inspiration from those who have done it before as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to live your dream life in paradise. With your host, attorney turned alchemist, Don Fleming. All right, welcome to Taking Command with Captain Tom. We are here today celebrating our 20th anniversary. Our topic is Taking Command After Failure. Hello, I'm, I'm glad to be here today to discuss uh, what we got going on. So, Yeah, so I thought we would just kind of take you back a little bit. Tom and I both have stories about being blindsided at the end of our first marriages, and we would share that a little bit with you because maybe you can relate. You want to tell them what happened? My first marriage, I was married for 10 years and had two sons. And I came home from work one day and uh, there was a, a, a sheriff's car out in, in front of the house. I thought, oh gosh, what's going on? And so I worked for the power company, a line work. And so I knew all the policemen and stuff. And I, I knew um, deputy sheriff. And I said, Bob, what's going on? And I got, she says, he says, you're going to have to leave. Your wife is filing for divorce and you have to vacate the premise. So you can take your sleeping bag and uh, I think my clock radio and my sleeping bag. And I had to get in my pickup truck and I had to leave. And he made sure I left. So it was kind of a little bit of a shock. It's like, oh, you know, I, I completely didn't see it coming at all. Yeah. Uh, same same thing with me. When my first husband announced that he wanted a divorce, I was really shocked. And um, we actually ended up trying a separation first. And it was actually during that separation that he served me with divorce, divorce papers. So, so it was uh, pretty much a shock to me as well. So what we really want to talk about is how we view failure determines how we move forward. And it's, I've always said, there's no such thing as failure. There's only lessons. And I think that that's true, although I think society plays a role, particularly in this area. Um, and and as, as an example of that, Tom was talking recently about the difficulty he had dating, and he just sort of stopped. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so after my first divorce, I was in a, a small town in, in western Washington state. And so if I wanted to know how the divorce uh, thing was going on, I could, at the local grocery store, I could ask the checkout girls, and they, and they knew. So it's a uh, it small town. Small town. And so um, actually, I relocated uh, back down to Southern California, where I grew up. The first year, my boys came down and spent the whole summer with me. And uh, so I did that uh, for a couple of, you know, for like three years, I'd go up and get them and June and then take them back up there and uh, but just before school started but I also summer I had the boys in that responsibility so I didn't do much dating uh, I, I didn't do it I was too busy with the boys to do any dating at all so that was uh, what well, was one of the things and and uh, a, a lot of times I was I guess 35 years old and boys were seven and 11 or something like that. So I, I didn't have time to date. It was just too busy taking care of the boys. So that was the reason, reason why I didn't do too much dating. 
So um, if I did get a gal, um, I said I have, I'm a single uh, dad of two boys. They said, they just wouldn't even bother. They say, no, no, you just go away. You, you're busy enough. Um, I don't want to share your life with uh, with two sons. So it was just how it was. Single dad repellent. Single dad repellent. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. And then when I had him full time, I when I stopped sending him and they sent him back up. Uh, my ex wife wanted to go to cosmetology school, so she says, "Why don't you take him full time?" They never went back up there to to one after that, and I had him. Uh, full time, you know, getting them ready for school, and then I had my my company that I did, and I actually started a company because I had to have the flexibility of having a response of two sons, school things like that, get them ready for school and stuff. That uh, I I was not forced, but I chose to start my own business, and it and it worked out pretty well uh, in the end because uh, I needed that flexibility to take an hour and a half off and go watch a soccer game at the, you know, for one of my sons at the uh, local high school and everything. So, yeah, so I just tried to make a lemonade out of lemons and uh, do the best I could with that. And uh, and in the end, it worked out okay. And then you were saying that the you did end up remarrying a second time. I did end up remarrying a second time. That was, I, I actually, I was trying to date a little bit in, down in Orange County, Newport Beach. And everybody was so, gals are so kind of flighty. They didn't know what they wanted. They were just this and this and that. And so I ended up marrying a gal who was a second grade school teacher in a rural school. Very stable, in the same classroom for 25 years, uh, teaching second grade. And uh, what, what happened there was... Uh, she was just she couldn't couldn't flex to having another person in the house, and then my son came to live with us, and uh, she said, "No, your son's got to go." And so I said, "Well, I'm going to go with him." So that was a kind of a uh, amiable divorce. It just it is what it is, and sometimes they try and that doesn't work, and you got to kind of respect their views too, because it's nothing worse than having uh, somebody uh, that you know resents your child, and it ends up spoiling things in the long run. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castellitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. I'm so happy to have you with me for the Life in Paradise podcast. I love our listeners and fans and we'd love to show our appreciation for you supporting the show. So please head over to lifeinparadisepodcast.com where you can find free resources mentioned in the show and also register for our gifts, prizes, and swag. I'd also love to hear from you. So there's a place on that page to submit your questions, comments, and requests so I can serve you better. And if I answer your question on the show, we'll send you a free gift. 
And in my case, I felt like kind of a pariah because I was raised, you know, you when you get married, it's till death do you part. Like that, that was like literal. We didn't, although my grandmother divorced in the 50s, which is unheard of. But maybe that's why my mom was so pro-marriage uh, and, and anti-divorce because she was raised by a single mom. But I never considered divorce, even though our marriage wasn't the greatest at the time, because, oh my gosh, divorce means failure, right? And and so I had really felt like I would not ever remarry again, being a failure, you know, and having this divorce. But yeah, along well, yeah. came Tom. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> and we, we actually were together for three years. Uh-huh. Before we got married, it wasn't a quick, um, you know, meet and get married. A lot of people do that these days, it seems like. Um, or they don't get married at all. Sure. <laughs> but we took our time to get to know each other and make sure that we were, in fact, compatible. And then when it came time to, you know, do the deed, we actually ended up getting married on our honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, we, we, um, we actually, what happened was is we were... We were traveling somewhere, and they wanted. We to bump were back in Minnesota. Minnesota, and they wanted to bump us off a flight, and so they said, "Well, if you, we bump off, you get a uh, you get uh, a free uh, airline ticket, round trip ticket, included the Caribbean." So, well, he says, "Okay, we'll get bumped," and so he says, "Well, we're down there. Why? Well, might as well get married." And so he, he uh, chartered a thirty-five foot sailboat, just her and I, and we we cruised. You know, we we went down there on our honeymoon and. Uh, and got married while we were down there, just her and I. I did the research online, and uh, you needed to establish residency by being there for three days. <laughs> and so we we did that, and we figured out how to where we had to go. We went to the registrar and got the application. We had to fill out the application. We had to go to the post office and buy a... A wedding stamp. A wedding stamp. It was $100, I think. I or think so, yeah. $110, or something like that. One stamp in a little uh, uh, wax, wax <laughs> envelope. <laughs> and we then were instructed we had to take them over to the Attorney General's office. And, you know, they would affix the stamp and, you know, I guess file the, the application. And then we could go back to the registrar's office and make our appointment. And uh, you want to tell them what happened? Well, um, it was really funny. Uh, the, the, was it the registrar? Or no, it was the Attorney General. Uh, the gal? Yeah. Gal, the Caribbean gal. And, and uh, so she looked at our divorce papers for... Yeah, we had, well, first of all, we had to have our copies. Yeah. We, we had to bring our copies with us. We had to chase down our yeah, chase copies down our, of our, our divorce. divorce and so she, we had all these and, and for her. And uh, she was pretty funny. She was a, a, a kind of a... Interesting gal, and she and she, um, she looked at mine, and she looked at hers, and she kind of lowered her glasses and looked over her glasses. I says, "Are you guys sure you want to do this?" <laughs> and we got "Oh yes, we do." So anyway, it was funny. So yeah, it was it was quite a, a interesting experience. We were like, yeah, let's why not, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what I encourage you to do, little little exercise for you is. Think about this question. What would you do if you could not fail? In other words, where in your life are you, is fear holding you back from doing something that, that you might want to do? You know, consider what's, you know, what's the worst case if you went forward, right? What is, uh, what is failure? As I mentioned, the way I look at it is 
There's no yeah. such thing as failure. There's no. only lessons, right? Yeah. So Learn. people say, you've been married three times? Yeah, well, it took, I had to practice a couple of marriages to get it right, you know? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> that's how it is this day and day and age, you know? Sometimes it's, uh, you, know, you don't get it right the first time. Uh, and, and, and actually, we have friends that are on like number three, or I think Paul might even be on number four or something, yeah. right? Yeah, and they're right. very happy now. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you get married. Like in my case, I got married at 20. And I think you were fairly young, 22. too, your first time. first time. So, you know, you're you're not even really a mature adult at that point in time. And so you think you're... And then people do change, too, as they get older. And, and so letting yourself off the hook for these, you know, quote-unquote uh, mistakes slash lessons. Sure. Right, that, that, we, that we have. And I know for me at the time of my divorce, um, it, I was really devastated and broken, really. And... Over time, that's the other thing about failure is, is things that seem devastating at the time, as you go forward, can really become blessings in disguise. Yeah. I'm reminded of, of David Stecky, you know, sometimes we get gifts from God that come in rotten wrappers. Yeah. And in that my case, that was certainly true for my, my divorce. And at this stage, I'm very grateful that my first husband divorced me because Otherwise, there would be no Tom in my life. Yeah. So anyway, 20 years went by pretty fast, let me tell you. So we're celebrating our 20-year anniversary, and uh, it's been quite an adventure. So we're really enjoying it. So, yeah. And moving on to the next one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, a lot of fun. All right. So is there anything else you want to... Nope, I think that's it. Okay. Bye for now. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Life in Paradise podcast. Did you love this episode? If so, we'd love for you to follow, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to tune in every week for more inspired insights and wisdom to create your somebody pinch me reality. And until next time, dream big and act on it daily.